We're going to be talking about wisdom this morning, and we're going to specifically be talking about the book of Proverbs over these next few weeks. I thought that was a really good video that just helps us understand a little bit more. I mean, sometimes we read scripture and, and we just kind of are, are working through it, but I thought that was a really um, simple way. And so I, I just before we get started, I want to say that I'm not going to be able to cover all of the wisdom that's found in wisdom literature in the Bible, but, but my hope is that you all we'll get a good framework of it, and then we'll go study and learn on your own. And and just, I mean, I've been reading through Proverbs, and just, I mean, just to pull out God's wisdom for us through that. And and so that's our goal. Um, I'm I'm excited to jump into this. And I want to start um, by telling you a story. A few months ago, you guys have heard, we had the opportunity to go on a mission trip to Ukraine. And on that trip... Uh, most of the people in the group stayed in a hotel, um, just in rooms of two, but I, I was the only one. I, was, I actually ended up staying with one of the missionaries. And so it was a missionary and his son that was five years old. His son's name was Trask. And so I stayed with this missionary at, at somebody's house from the church, and I just got to spend a lot of time with this missionary and his son. And so after we would get done working and eating, we would go back to the house, we'd talk, we'd go to the store, we'd, we'd go all over the place. And so one night, um, we went to the grocery store several times, and their grocery store is, is kind of like a really small version of our Target or Walmart. I mean, you can get clothes, or you can get food, or you can get ice cream, or you can get pizza, or any of that stuff. They've got a toy aisle. And, and any of you that have kids know that when you go to Meyer or Target or Walmart... The one aisle that you have to go to is the toy aisle. The one, actually, the one aisle you want to avoid is the toy aisle. But the one that your kids want you to go through is that toy aisle. And so, um, and this missionary son Trask was no different. And so we're walking through the store, and and Kyle was his name. The missionary said, "We're really trying to work with Trask. We're trying to teach him responsibility. We're trying to teach him to be responsible with with money, with his finances. And so we give him an allowance every week. It's a it's a small amount, and we're trying to teach him to understand that if he spends his money wisely, he can get what he wants. Now." This is something that if you've ever had kids, then, then you have, you've been through a conversation like the one that, that, that we're going to talk about. So we went into the store, and we got to the toy aisle, which was just a small toy aisle, and there were a couple really nice toys. There was a Transformer um, that was pretty expensive, and I mean, just this really cool Transformer. And that's, I mean, Trask really wanted that Transformer. He looked at it, he said, Daddy, can I have this? And, and his dad said, no, you have this amount of money. And that cost this much, so if you want to get that, then what you need to do is you need to save your money, and then next week you'll get a little bit more money, and then the next week you'll have enough to buy that toy that you really want. Okay, good, that's easy, right? No, that's not easy, because Trask had money, and he wanted to spend money. He wanted a toy. My kids, sometimes I ask my kids, do you just like to spend money just to spend money? I mean, is that what this is about? And, and so he was, he was set on buying something. And he, so he said, what can I get? And we looked and there were just a few toys. And uh, I mean, honestly, they were kind of the cheaper toys that, that don't last. And you know they're not going to bring him that much satisfaction. He might be happy at first, but you know that... In the end, buying that cheap toy, number one, it takes away his money, and number two, it keeps him from getting 
the toy that he really wants. But there was no talking Trask out of buying one of those toys. And so sure enough, he had a small amount of money and he spent most of that money on a little plastic bow and arrow set. And so for the next day or so, we spent where I was getting shot with this bow and arrow set, which was really fun. (laughs) But within a day, that bow and arrow set, that little plastic set was what? It was broken. Yeah, this happened, this is, I mean, this is every day in our house. Like, if, if you get stuff, it breaks. And so sure enough, like, his, his dad was saying, Trask, if you just save your money, if you'll just be wise with your money, then you can get what you really want. But Trask just couldn't grasp it, and he had to have something then. And so he got this bow and arrow, and sure enough, a day later, it's broken. And then what's the situation? He's now three weeks away from saving and getting what he really wants. This is, this is the story of, of parents and kids' lives, right? We go through this all the time in our household, trying to teach our kids, like, you don't want to spend your time and your money on that. That's not worth it. Save it for something bigger. I mean, this, this is, raise your hand if you've been here before. But this isn't just our kids' story. This is our story. Because the truth is, we are all in that same place that Trask was, where we're searching for happiness and fulfillment, and it's like we're walking down a a toy aisle, and we're just seeing things, and we don't even know, we don't know how to find what it is we're looking for. And oftentimes, we settle for cheap things that we think will make us happy, that we think will give us fulfillment, but they just leave us wanting. They just leave us in a place where we're further behind than we were. Every one of us, every single one of us in this room is on a quest for happiness, for fulfillment, and for purpose. You may not even know how much your actions are based on that quest for happiness, fulfillment, and purpose. You may do things every day Um, And without even knowing you're doing them, to try to get happiness, fulfillment, and purpose. Every single one of us is in that toy aisle. And we're looking for that happiness. We're looking for that, that joy. We're looking for that thing, that thing that we're searching for. And unfortunately, sometimes we settle for a lot less. And, and so we're all on this quest. And so what we're going to be looking at is wisdom literature. We're going to look specifically at Proverbs. And as that video said, a part of what Proverbs is trying to get across to us is is just what we were just talking about, that we're on this quest for fulfillment and happiness, and wisdom is the path to get happiness and fulfillment and joy and purpose. Wisdom is what we're looking for. And so... You saw in that video that, that the Proverbs are written and, and the whole, whole purpose is to, is to get the reader. It's, and the beginning part is written from a father to a son and it's saying, son, if you'll just embrace wisdom, you will have the best possible life. And so just real quick, um, I want to say once again, if you, the best way this series is going to work for you is if you're studying along at home. 
if you're reading Proverbs. So let me give you just a framework of it. Proverbs 1 through 9 is this call to wisdom. It's the father calling to the son saying, son, it's just like um, Kyle and Trask in the store. And it's, it's the father saying, son, if you'll just embrace wisdom, if you'll just seek after this wisdom, you will have the fulfillment in the life that you're looking for. Then chapters 10 through 31 are just practical, everyday advice for you to be wise. They're just, I mean, I, I was reading through and I'm just underlining them in my Bible. Man, that's good stuff right there. Man, that, that applies to me 100%. And so as you study, if you will study, if you'll commit to study the book of Proverbs, that first nine chapters tells us the why we need wisdom. It calls us to wisdom, but then, then 10 through 31 are, are practical. I mean, if you want something that's going to help you live a better life, Proverbs is going to help you be on the right path. And, and so the point of Proverbs is to help us have life to the fullest. So chapter 3, verses 13 and verse 18 say this, "'Blessed are those who find wisdom.'" Those who gain understanding, and then in verse 18, it goes on a little bit, but in verse 18, it says this, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Did you hear what that said? We were talking about the creation story uh, in the last few weeks as we talked about our work, but we, we saw that there were two trees. There was the tree of life, and there was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and, and Adam and Eve chose to to eat from the tree that they weren't supposed to, the knowledge of good and evil, and that's when everything fell apart. That was the fall. And, and this says the tree of life. Wisdom is, is a tree of life. If we'll, if we'll eat from that tree, if we'll seek wisdom, if we'll embrace the wisdom found in these scriptures, it will give us life. It'll be a source of life for us. What an incredible thought that we can gain life every day just by absorbing God's wisdom. And so, so we understand, and we talked about this over the last few weeks, that, that Adam and Eve unfortunately chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that was the tree they weren't supposed to, and all of a sudden everything fell apart, and that was based out of their selfish desires to, to try to handle things on their own. And at that point, everything was messed up, and so you and I just like Trask, just like every single one of us around, you and I struggle with this desire, with this quest that often manifests itself in selfishness. But this says wisdom is a tree of life. In other words, if we will seek wisdom, then we can get life. We can get that life that was intended to be when God created paradise. So seek Wisdom. Proverbs tells us that if we're searching for life and fulfillment, we will find it in wisdom. So that's simple, right? Let's just grab some wisdom and go home and we'll be good. I mean, you heard a little bit earlier. That was kind of fun. You heard some of the wisdom from each other. I mean, it's simple. Just get some wisdom and we'll go home and life will be better, right? Listen, today there's something really important that I don't want us to miss, and that's, that's where we're going here. I, I, I'd love to just skip to the end because it's so important. It's not that simple. Well, it is simple, but, but it's more than just let me find some wise sayings. 
It's that we need to seek and pursue wisdom. So the two big questions today we need to ask ourselves are, number one, what is wisdom? And number two, how do I get wisdom? Okay, two questions. Repeat them with me. What is wisdom and how do I get wisdom? Okay, that's our goal for today. That's what we're going to find in Proverbs today. So number one, what is wisdom? How can I become wise? Is it education? I mean, I could go to school. I could learn more. I can read books. I can, I can learn everything that I possibly can, and that'll give me wisdom, right? Maybe a little bit. It'll help us. It'll give us knowledge. It'll, it may help us make some wiser decisions, but in the end, you and I both know some people who have been really educated but are not very wise, don't we? I'll never forget, I, I went to school at, at I, don't, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to throw shade on it or anything, but, but I went in the religion department um, at, at my school at Trevecca, and, and one of the things that I saw at Trevecca that just drove me insane was that these young guys would come into Trevecca and they would get in the religion courses. These, oh man, we're learning all this wisdom and we're just getting so smart. And these guys would, I mean, they would learn what's right and wrong and they would get all the theology down. And I mean, they would just, they'd, they'd pump themselves up so much with education, with knowledge, with what they thought was wisdom. And then they would graduate and they would go into a church and they would act like someone who knew everything. And they would talk to people like somebody who knew everything. And I know people that walked into a church day one and said, you guys are all wrong. I'm right. Listen why. And guess what those guys are doing today? They're not working in the church. They're not pastoring. And so we see that you can get educated, you can get knowledge, you can learn everything you want, but that in itself will not lead you to true wisdom. You can be really smart, and, and you can really not be wise. So education is good, I'm not saying it's not, but in itself it is not true wisdom. What about experience? Well, if I just experience everything I possibly can, if I go through tough times, if I, if I go through situations, I'll get experience and I'll learn, and then I'll have wisdom. But what's the saying? History repeats itself, right? And just experiencing something, you know this as, as well as I do, you guys know that you can experience something over and over and over again and still struggle to make wise decisions and know how to be wise in the face of it. Experience in itself is not true wisdom. Maybe you've struggled with something and you've thought, I'm just going to learn from this experience. I mean, how many times do our kids buy the cheap toy and break and buy the cheap toy and they break and they buy the cheap toy and they break? How many times? And the experience doesn't give them true wisdom. So education is great but it doesn't give you true wisdom. Experience is great, but it's not going to give you true wisdom. What about hanging out, one of the wise sayings, are, what about hanging out with better people, right? There was something I read in the last couple years that said um, that, that you are the average of your five closest friends. This was talking about financially, but I think it kind of applies in a bigger way that you are the average of your five closest friends. 
And so what that was saying, that was, I think that was an entrepreneurial thing. It was saying that you should surround yourselves with people that are successful, that are smart, that make a lot of money. That's who you need to surround yourself with. And you can do that. In fact, you can surround yourself with people that are far smarter and far more successful than you, and that's great. That will not lead us to true wisdom. It might help us. It's not a bad thing to surround yourself with good people, but we won't have true wisdom because of it. So it's not education. It's not experience. It's not just surrounding yourself with better people. Why, are they, why do these things not work? Because any attempt at wisdom in which the aim is for me to become greater, for me to become wise and all-knowing, and for me to pump myself up is misguided. And it almost always leads us to a bad place. Ultimately, wisdom is not about my greatness. Wisdom is about understanding this world we live in and knowing how to live in it. And so any attempt at wisdom, listen to this, hear this, because we struggle with this. Any attempt at wisdom that's about you selfishly becoming greater is only going to end badly. How many pastors have climbed the ranks and been successful and then fallen because it became about them? How many business leaders, this is going to be a sore subject for some people, how many coaches have been very successful and gotten to the top and then messed this up. If it's about us, if wisdom, if our wisdom is about us, it will always lead us to a bad place. If our wisdom is not connected to God, it will be destructive in our lives. If our wisdom is not connected to God... If, if wisdom is all about understanding this world and God created this world and God is in control of this world, then guess what? Wisdom has to be about God, not us. And so this is a simple phrase. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We weren't created to be worshipped. We were created to worship. It's not about us it's about God. And so Proverbs calls us to wisdom, but it calls us to find wisdom in one place. So we're going to go back to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and I want you to listen to this. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding... Indeed, if you call out for insight and you cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver, if you search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Listen to this. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So any attempt at wisdom that comes from us is going to lead us to failure. But this says, if, listen to what this says, if you'll accept my words, if you'll turn your ear to wisdom, if you'll call out for insight, if you'll cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver, if you search for it as for hidden treasure, then, and it doesn't say then you're going to be awesome, then you're going to be perfect. Then you're going to be the best version. No. It says then. 
Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. Education is great. Experience is great. Surrounding yourself with good people is great, but ultimately the only place we can find wisdom is in God. And so I want to take you back to this Garden of Eden picture because there's two trees. There's the tree of life and there's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And we talked about over the last few weeks that that decision to eat from the tree of knowledge and good and evil was about them selfishly wanting to be like God, that wanting to be God, be in control. What this says is wisdom is like the tree of life. It gives you life. And true wisdom is understanding it's not about you. It's about being connected to the creator God. And so any attempt at selfishness leads us to this tree that leads to destruction. And any attempt that leads us to God leads us to life, to life at its best. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing and fearing the God that is over everything. The wisdom that we need to find today is the wisdom to know who God is, to know who we are, and to give everything to God. That's wisdom. That's what we're looking for today. True wisdom will always come from and will always lead to God. True wisdom will always come from and will always lead to God. It's an attribute of God. As you saw earlier in the video, it's an attribute of God. If we're going to be wise, then we have to know God because wisdom is an attribute of God. It's part of who God is. And so wisdom will always come from and will always lead to God. We have to get this this part right because all else is foolishness. You can have all the wise sayings you want. It's fun to read them. It's fun to listen to them. You can have all the wise sayings you want. You can be as successful as you want. You can be as smart as you want to be. But if you don't know God and you don't understand that God is over everything, it's all foolishness. And let me take it a step further and tell you that you're headed for a train wreck and it's going to get ugly. We have to seek wisdom that comes from God. And so you might be sitting there thinking, so you're telling me the best I can do is to not be great? That goes against what our culture says, right? Culture says you can be anything you want to be, do your very best, take care of yourself. Am I saying that's not? Absolutely. This life is not about me becoming the greatest possible thing I can. This life is about me knowing the Creator God and living to worship and serve God. And so, true wisdom is seeking God with everything, not seeking myself, seeking God. But here's the good news in all this. The scripture continues on, and in verse 7, it says this, He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield for those whose walk is blameless, for He guards the course of the just and protects the way of His faithful ones. So it's not saying you just have to give everything to God and your life is going to be miserable. What this says is if you will seek wisdom from God, God will take care of you. You will have the life that you were created to have where God is sustaining you. And so when we understand that wisdom and life are not about us and our greatness and we obediently serve and love and connect with God, 
God will give us life. God will give us the best life. God's desire, this is, this is maybe the best news I can give you. Our desire is to find happiness and fulfillment. Here's the good news. God's desire is that we would have life, that we would have happiness, that we would have joy, that we would have fulfillment. Following God will lead us to exactly what we're looking for, to the happiness and fulfillment that we're looking for, but the key words there at the end, that will never fade that won't break a day later, that won't leave us wanting more true happiness and joy, true wisdom that comes from God will give us everlasting peace, happiness, joy, and life. And so I said it earlier, we're like Trask walking down that aisle and there's the cheap stuff, success, money, friends, all that stuff. But man, God wants us to have everlasting joy. Settling for a short-lived happiness is a terrible trade compared to eternal, eternal fulfillment and joy in Christ. And I think Jesus, I think God is just up in heaven and is just looking down at us just like Kyle was looking at Trask and saying, kids, you don't understand Pass up on that junk and focus on what's really important. Don't buy the cheap stuff that's not going to last. Follow me. Get my wisdom and have joy forever. I believe that God wants us to have fulfilled life. And I believe that God is rooting for us. Just like we as parents root for our kids to make good decisions, God is saying, come on, just make the right decisions. Just get wisdom so that you can have life to the fullest. So what is wisdom? It's knowing and fearing God. Now that that brings the second question into play. How do we get wisdom? So wisdom is from God and leads to God. Ultimately, the best thing we can do is get connected to God and get wisdom from God. How do we get wisdom? In Matthew 13, Jesus tells a parable that I think will help us understand this a little better. It says this, the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again and then, listen to these words, in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Do you get the picture here? That when you find something that's worth everything, you get rid of everything that will keep you from getting it, and you go after it with everything you have. The kingdom of God, the wisdom of God, is like a treasure in a field. And we can keep our side stuff, but man, when you see what the wisdom of God is all about and the value of it, you should get rid of everything that's going to keep and be in the way of you getting it. And you should go after it. This is, I mean, this is passion. We were singing earlier the song about how much God loves us. And I couldn't help but think, man, we need to have that same passion to love God and to go after God. We've got to go after it with everything we have. And so how do we get wisdom? Number one, when you find the kingdom, you pursue it with everything in you. You pursue it with everything. Not with 10 minutes a day, not with one day a week, 
Not, you pursue it with everything you have. Number two, it means that knowing God should be our top priority. Not one of our priorities, our top priority. Number three, it means that everything we have, all of our resources, should be used just like in this story that you, the guy sold everything so that he could get the kingdom, the treasure. And so this, all of our resources should go to get the kingdom, to get us wisdom, to help us know God. That's the way we get wisdom. We take everything in our life and we say, this is all about me knowing and being connected to God. So let me ask you a question. Are you living wisely? Are you seeking after God with everything you have? Do you have that fear of the Lord, the healthy respect to know that God is the only place you're going to find your ultimate fulfillment? Or are you settling for the cheap stuff? William Barclay said, To accept it may be to give up certain aims and ambitions which are very dear, to abandon certain habits and ways of life which are very difficult to lay down, to take on a discipline and a self-denial which are by no means easy, in a word, to take up your cross and to follow after Jesus. But there is no other way to peace of mind and heart in this life and to glory in the life to come. It is indeed worth giving up everything to accept and to do the will of God. It's worth everything. And so what is wisdom? It's knowing God. It's serving God. It's being obedient. How do we get it? We go after it with everything we have. We know God. We leverage every resource we have to know God and to get His kingdom. In other words, you may not think you can afford to spend time with God. Devotional life, church, uh, let's be honest, church has become a side thing in our culture. Devotional life, prayer has become a side thing in our culture. And you may think, I can't afford to give more time to that. Let me tell you something very important. You cannot afford not to. Your money. You may think, I can't afford to give I can't afford to be generous. I can't afford to follow what God tells me to do. You can't afford not to. Because that money will always get in the way of you having ultimate fulfillment and peace. You may think, I, I can't give up my family. My family's too important to me. I got to set my kids up for, for success. I got to get them in sports. I got I to get them in school. I got to get everything taken care of. I can't afford to take time away from that for God, you can't afford not to. Because if you're not passing God along to your kids, you're doing them the biggest disservice you can possibly do them. You may think, I can't give up my career, I can't give up everything that I have, I can't do it. You can't afford not to. Because if it's about you, it's headed for a train wreck. But God says, come to me. Let me give you wisdom. Let me give you peace. Let me give you a life that will never end. Wisdom. 
The start of wisdom, the start of this series, the band's going to come up. The start of this series is this. You need to get this. Don't trade the life and the happiness and the peace that God has for you for cheap toys. They're going to break and they're going to leave you empty. But go after it with everything you have. I want you to stand up this morning. And as we sing this last song, I want you to commit. This week when I was studying, I was reading through the Proverbs and I said, man, God, I want everything I have to be yours. I want to pursue you. As we're singing the song about how much God loves us, I'm just thinking, God, I want to give you everything. I want to love you like that. I want to pursue you. And so as we sing this last song, I want you to think about Am I living wisely or am I trading the wisdom, the life that God has for me for cheap things that are going to break and are going to leave me empty? Father, I pray for each and every one of us. Forgive us for when we make this about us. Forgive us. Forgive us for when we miss this. Forgive us for when we're like children and we just buy stuff that's we waste our money, we waste our time, we waste our energy, we waste our effort. Forgive us for when we, we try to take the cheap way. And Father, my prayer right now for each and every one of us, my prayer in my life is that I will go after you with everything I have. That every moment, every dollar, every resource, every, everything I have would be devoted to knowing and serving you. And so I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us. And I pray that as we begin this series and as we're talking about wisdom, I pray that first and foremost, we will be wise enough to make the commitment to say, God, everything I have is yours. And all I want is you and your kingdom. We love you, Jesus. Amen. If you want to pray, the altars are open. If you want to sing, if you want to pray at your seat, that's great. But don't miss this because the start of wisdom is knowing God and understanding that true life comes from God. And so don't miss this opportunity to pray and to seek God with everything you have.